welcome to Project Esports for what have been November 12, 2018. I have two very special guests with me today because Dylan and James both decided that they're too good for the podcast, they have real lives, they need to go out and do other things, and they can't be here every single Monday. I know. We, I, I'm going to have a talk with them. They're just going to have to get kicked off the podcast. But luckily, I found two awesome people to have on with me. So you guys know who I am. I'm Andrew. I'm your host. I'm here every single week. You cannot get rid of me. So what I'm going to hand it off is so I'm going to let Zach introduce himself a little bit first, and then Kate can do that afterwards. But Zach, tell them a little bit about you, where they can find you, whatever you kind of want them to know. Uh, hey, I'm Zach. I'm a writer for Overwatch um, for the Game House primarily focusing in on the gladiators and the spitfire but just kind of picking up whatever whatever i feel like writing that week um you can find me on twitter at a wheaton dude uh you can find me you can find me on youtube uh hernadu h-e-r-n-e-d-u I make some travel vlogs because, you know, sometimes I like to travel. And who knows, uh, his Twitter handle may change now because we true. just informed him today <laughs> that you're able to change it. After all these years, he never knew that. And I, now we know, I so it may change. Lazy. Who knows? It's probably going to change soon. But uh, if if you just look up, I mean, my my name on Twitter, not my handle, is uh, Doug Dimidome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome. So if you just see, like, just a long array of words, like, that's probably me. Perfect. Kate, how about you? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Kate Shepard. I'm also a writer for The Game House, and I also focus on Overwatch. Um, I'm the resident Philadelphia Fusion fangirl, but I'll also be covering um, The Paris Eternal next season, and I'm super excited for that. Um, you can find me on Twitter um, at Sybil underscore OW. Um, I also stream. Uh, I'm a Dead by Daylight streamer, and I do occasionally play Overwatch as well. So that's me. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you guys both so much for being on here. And unfortunately, all three of us are big Overwatch people, and we don't have too much Overwatch to talk today. You know, we'll talk about some of the announcements that happened last week. Don't worry, that'll come on later. But we'll have to kind of struggle through with the other games, because we don't have Dylan here for StarCraft and just about everything else, and James is gone for League, so you're going to have to suffer through with us. But before we get into the first topics, I do have a little bit of housekeeping. As always, if you do have Amazon Prime, you can connect that to your Twitch and get a free subscription each and every month. It means the world to us if you uh, do that for us. All you gotta do is push the button right above Kate right now, subscribes to us, gets awesome modes from the game house. It um, no longer gives you ad free freeing, so I'm so sorry about that, but it does support us out a ton and helps out the game house as well. And additionally, we talked about this live on a couple of shows. It'll kind of come up later today, but we are happy to announce our very first mini series that'll be coming out called Project Rankings. We will be going through each and every single one of the Overwatch League teams and giving our own opinions and scores on them based on their logo, name, and merchandise. So the first video will be hitting in a couple of weeks. We're going through all of them right now, waiting for the last of the teams to announce. But we are super happy to kind of announce that. It came to kind of happen because we've talked about it so much on this show. So we might as well come up with it. And wow, do me and Dylan have very different tastes. But <laughs> I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be it'll be heated. Actually, me and Dylan are somewhere on the same page, but the different um, James gave one team a 10 and Dylan gave him a one. So, <laughs> very um, different there. So what James went into afterwards was bought gear from that team to wear on the podcast to bother him. <laughs> but you'll see more about that in a couple of weeks. 
First, let's jump into the first story. I mean, there's not going to be a ton of talking points or anything kind of like that, but I think it's such a cool thing because of how big of a deal it is. For those of you that did not see, Fortnite partnered up with the NFL and brought, what is it, eight or nine different variations of different football skins, which all include all 32 teams for all the different skins. So, I mean, I haven't seen sales numbers on it or anything kind of like that, but I've seen everyone that pretty much plays the game has bought the skin at this point. I think it's a super cool deal. What do you guys think about it? I mean, obviously there's not like, boo, like this is a horrible deal. It's awesome for video games as a whole, but do you see this leading to more partnerships like between traditional sports and esports? Do you think it's just because it's Fortnite? Just what do you kind of think about the whole thing in general? And I'll have you lead with this one, Kate. Okay. Um, I'm not really a big Fortnite fan, but I do think it's interesting, the partnership that they've struck. And I think it is something that I think a bunch of different um, games can probably benefit from just kind of especially with overwatch league considering they are trying so hard to like identify with the cities that they're representing so i could see like because um we have philadelphia kind of working with like most of the philadelphia teams up there and like you know the whole gritty meme when elk was like presented so i think that'd be something kind of interesting for <laughs> um most other esports to do as well but I do think the popularity of Fortnite is kind of the biggest factor and why they were chosen as opposed to everyone else because they're kind of the biggest thing right now. Yeah. How about you, Zach? Do you kind of feel the same way or what's up? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the partnership makes perfect sense. You've got, like, gamers and non-gamers alike, celebrities, like, whenever you're kind of seeing a video with any of them, like, they're playing Fortnite. And so the NFL really is just, they're capitalizing, and I think that it makes perfect marketing sense to get as much like into as many scenes as you can. Cause I know I've been watching Twitch sometimes and I'll see some NFL like uh, advertisements. And so they're really kind of dipping into this market just a little bit uh, more than some others have. And I think that um, it, it just makes sense. You know, people are passionate about their teams. And uh, I think that it's just a, a great way to show, I mean, support for both uh, the NFL and Fortnite. And I think, what really worked well for them too and why they kind of made it happen is it's so easy for them to integrate. All it is is just one skin that just changes colors and all that kind of stuff. So it's super easy for Fortnite to probably do. It's, I mean, people are already used to buying so many different skins and they're always changing up and all that kind of stuff too. And we're in the middle of football season. I mean, I think the deal makes perfect sense. I actually really like kind of where you're going with kind of like Philadelphia Fusion partnering up with um, the Eagles or something kind of like that. I think that gets a little bit harder because with Fortnite, like, Fortnite's partnering with it, so it's going to be the entire game. So everyone kind of gets that skin. And while individual teams can do that, that makes kind of skins coming harder because they'd have to release all 32 skins separately because that's kind of how Overwatch does their skins. So I don't think anyone can do it quite as easily or as well as Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, Fort I mean, NFL would be interested in anyone besides Fortnite because the demographics line up pretty well. There's so much money to be made off of Fortnite right now. I mean, you could literally partner with anything with Fortnite and its sales would go up. I mean, that's just kind of how big it is in video games right now. Rather you're a fan of it or not, you just kind of have to admit that, like, this is the hot topic of pretty much all of entertainment right now. So it makes sense for those two to partner up. But, I mean, like I said, there's not too much about it. I think it's a cool, super cool deal. I'll be curious to see what the sales are kind of about that at the end. But is there anything you guys really want to talk about additionally on this? Any little tangents? Or do you just want to move on? I think that more teams might start doing this with other video games as well. I and mean, you look at some 
uh, like soccer teams are actually getting into the esports market, especially with FIFA. You've got like a few MLS teams I know that uh, are like signing their own esports players. I know there's a few different uh, soccer teams in Europe that just have like entire departments, whether it be just for FIFA or for other video games as well. So I don't know. I think that um, just from the marketing side, like we're going to start seeing these two, I think, integrate more in the future. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, traditional sports and video games or esports coming closer and closer is really only a matter of time is already happening. I mean, you see the Houston Rockets, they have the uh, 2K team, and they have uh, Clutch mm-hmm. Gaming. Like, you always see that happening now, too. So I definitely think you're right down the alley, and I think that merge is just going to kind of come closer and closer. But talking about a game that doesn't... I mean, yeah, we're talking about Clutch Gaming. I can kind of use that as my loose transition into the next topic. <laughs> but let's talk Worlds 2018. So, um, we're not going to go back to the games. We've already covered all that. But it's been released, some of the statistics in the game, and it found out that Worlds 2018 was the most watched esports event in history with 1.14 million concurrent viewers on Twitch. I don't remember for what game or what day or anything kind of like that, but that's a huge number. And that does not include anything from uh, YouTube, which it also was live-streamed on or or viewed there as well. And it does not include any Chinese viewers. So I just uh, think that... I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned there that article that, yeah, no YouTube, no Chinese viewers, which are also both huge segments of that. So this is just looking mm-hmm. at Twitch for pretty much everywhere except for China. So I know you're both kind of Overwatch people, and I know you even talked about a little bit pre-show that you really kind of thought that Worlds was still probably a little yeah. bit bigger than... Uh, the Overwatch League, and they maybe didn't deserve the esports award. But I just think we can relate this to anything with it being that esports is clearly growing and that some of these games, like, I think this just goes to show that the difference between the Tier A esports and, like, the Tier B esports is going to keep growing wider, though. It's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit more, too, is that we see league that is growing and breaking these records and then we see other esports kind of staying the same but i made a couple of points there right now zach you kind of take that wherever you want however you want to kind of talk about this i just kind of go on tangents here and there and dylan's not there to cut me off so i'm gonna leave it up to you just to kind of pick and choose what you want to talk about here all right uh first off i think it's incredible that what was it 1.14 million like that's that's a crazy number uh I think that just anyone like that amount of people getting views in any esports is a huge deal. I think that just kind of like allowing this general new concept of esports to continue to grow and to continue to have like massive viewerships like this, whether it be at an organized uh, event like Worlds or something like if to go back to Fortnite, like when Ninja played with Drake, like those things are both huge for the esports community and anyone like kind of anything to kind of help build that up is a help to pretty much most esports, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest takeaways from this. Okay, you know, I com- I completely agree with Zach. I think that it'll just kind of benefit everyone in the long run as well. Just that alone, like people will see that and be like, "Oh, that's really really cool," and they'll start looking more into it, and then they'll be like, "What else is out there?" So they'll start looking into like more tournaments and stuff like that. And so, you know, I would love for those numbers to be for Overwatch League one day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I agree with Zach. And I, and I, think, I think we'll get there. 
yeah, hopefully one day. I think so too. And that's kind of very close to kind of the point I was just about to make there too, is that for years, league even declined for a couple of years for viewership, kind of stuff like that, but they've been on the rise. But the hardcore base of like that were in from esports from like the very beginning, I mean that number isn't growing because those people are have been in for years and more people are getting interested in. But I think it just goes to show that the casual audience or kind of the more traditional sports audience or I don't even know where these people are coming from. I'd be curious to see kind of like the demographics of this new audience coming in. But new people are coming in to watch this from somewhere. I'm mean, sure the world's mm-hmm. population is growing, but like. It increased for a reason, and I'm curious to see kind of if this continues to grow over the next year, if next year it hits 1.5 or something kind of like that. And I just think it goes to show that the mainstream audience is starting to hit esports because I think these partnerships with like Fortnite and NFL and the Overwatch League, I think it's becoming easier. I think it's becoming more relatable, and I guess even some of the people that have been kind of on the edge about video games or kind of watching or always played them are now starting to realize kind of that there is this competitive side. Because, I mean, esports is still pretty niche. I mean, I wouldn't... I, there are plenty of people that play all Overwatch. Maybe Overwatch isn't the greatest example, because they do a really good job of, like, promoting the Overwatch League in there. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that you can be playing some of these games and still have no idea there's a professional scene. I think Call of Duty mm-hmm. probably won. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee you there are millions of people who play Call of Duty and have no idea there's a pro league. Oh, absolutely. I know that, like... I mean, I started playing Overwatch came out but i didn't know about the professional scene until like a friend of mine told me that the overwatch league was starting so a year ago i w- i didn't watch any esports and i mean now look where i am i'm writing for the game house yeah. but uh yeah. i i think that not like in today like today's age we have so many opportunities to like get it out there like there's so many different like ways to watch it you've got twitch you've got youtube and like you've got the big partnerships like espn getting the rights to play uh the overwatch league like i i was on a trip and i didn't have my laptop with me but i turned on the tv and i on both disney xd and on espn that's overwatch ridiculous. league was playing. i love hearing that. like that's i love crazy. just that idea of that Be like, especially for me like i was always kind of kid i was always embarrassed of how much video games i played growing up so now oh, kind I of the reason <laughs> I'm not mean, playing with some of my close friends, but like on social media and stuff, I never posted much or anything kind of like that. So like now that they're becoming like kind of mainstream and stuff kind of like that, and I just, I, I just love the idea that there's just this huge video game movement and especially esports that is just coming to millions of people, whether they want it or not. You see a lot of backlash kind of when it is on ESPN and stuff kind of like that. People are like, why mm-hmm. is this video game on TV? Well, yeah. it's because you it, also had, oops, you sorry, also had uh, the chats telling me that Smash Four. Uh, at the Evo tournament was streamed on Disney XD as well. Yeah, Disney XD, I'm they they are really full committing to esports. Mm-hmm. I think they have like their own unique like kind of little esports show on there too. I don't remember what TV channel, but some TV channel like piloted like an esports like little talk show. I know Hulu's done it a couple of them too. Like, I think a lot of people still don't know about it, but uh, most people are starting to see esports is going to kind of be a big entertainment option in the future. And that mm-hmm. it's still not going to be for everyone, but it's going to be like traditional sports. There's going to be the hardcore base. There's going to be the casual, like, sure, I'll watch if it's on. Then there's going to be the people, like, why does anyone enjoy this? But this it's starting to get to the masses, which I love to see. <laughs> so just kind of talking, just keeping the, um, League of Legends a little bit, but kind of moving on to the next story. And we can bounce back and forth if I miss something you guys wanted to say. But Esports won. Um, actually, one of our... Um, 
really hardcore supporters. Um, Rob Robert um, is really a big part of this too and stuff like that. But they have partnered with Riot Games Brazil to bring real-time stats for the professional scene. I think... Okay, so like... Riot Games Brazil, that League of Legends Pro scene, it's not the biggest. So I think it's really great. First off, it's great introduction seeing how it works. But I was kind of looking at it like, you can like, with everyone else that is using the platform, you can wager on, oh, who do you think is going to win? You can see live damage stats and things such as that. You can level up um, from viewing and stuff kind of like that. Like, I love this. I mean, you see everywhere. People are trying to find more ways to get fans to interact with traditional sports or esports or anything kind of like that. And I don't know why this wasn't done earlier or why Overwatch <laughs> couldn't have done this earlier. Like, they're keeping all these stats backwards and League of Legends, too. Like, all these stats are being generated. Why can't you just show them on screen or, like, give mm-hmm. viewers the option? And that's what Esports One does. And I think this is, one, going to be introduced into almost every single Esports within the next five years at some capacity. Because yes, <laughs> I see no reason why they wouldn't. And two, I do think starting with League of Legends is going to be the best place to do it because there are so many different levels and there's smaller regions. Like, we have never talked about Riot Games Brazil or really South America Riot much at all. So I think this is a great test market. And they can keep scaling it up because there's different sized regions until they get to the NA, to the EU, towards uh, the LCK and stuff kind of like that. So I think this is a great place to start and build on it too. So, what do you guys kind of think about it? I know you're both going to compare it to Overwatch almost instantly, but I think that just goes to show that people want this for other games too. But, Kate, let me kind of hear what do you kind of think about this first and what else do you kind of see this doing? Um, I just, I want it now. I think that this is something Overwatch should have had a while ago. You know, Blizzard kind of prides themselves on being like kind of like a breakout kind of company, and it's kind of surprising to me that this isn't something that they were kind of already looking into but i do think that and i agree that have starting out somewhere smaller where like no one really watches it is the best place to test it and test the waters to see like you know how it'll work and then see how fans will react to it as well yeah i mean (laughs) i think that i there's no reason that we shouldn't have more in-depth stats it took the overwatch league like half of their season to even get stats on their website and yeah, that's I, something I want to talk about. There's Overwatch and Blizzard is super <laughs> bad about updating their websites. It took them yeah. weeks after the World Cup games to announce, mm-hmm. like, to update the final eight bracket. That's just the mini bug. But I'm like, <laughs> it gotta take like half an hour, an hour for one of your high end web designers to do that. Like, I, I can do web design. I could have updated that quicker than they did there, guys. But going back yeah. on, yeah, going back to what you were saying. No, I, I think that the introduction of stats is going to get it's going to benefit i don't know who it wouldn't benefit i think that the hardcore fans are going to love it even more because they can argue amongst themselves and now actually have stats to back up who's the best player who's the worst player like who's really hot right now all that stuff it's going to be helpful eventually when we start getting fantasy uh which i think is going to be a big part of esports that like is going to draw more people in because i know that like normally i don't pay attention to as much hockey as i normally do other than like watching the Blackhawks because go Hawks but like (laughs) I'm in a fantasy league right now and that's kind of forcing me to pay more attention to how teams are doing and like how individual players are doing and I think fantasy is gonna uh really improve that and so that's how you're gonna also get casual players in because they'll be able to say oh this person they're the best the stats show it and I think that like that's probably one of the biggest draws is that it's really you know 
just it there's no one it's not going to benefit by having more stats other than the person who has to like actually go on the website and like type all these things in but you could just hire another person exactly that. and you happily hire me if you want it <laughs> but go on i'll do it i was just saying i'll do it oh yeah oh yeah me too like, i'll happily do, do that <laughs> but um oh what was i about to say oh no but like league riot i know a lot of these games do a good job of showing stats between the games and i honestly don't know how this is exactly implemented i guess i didn't do enough research and that's pretty traditional of us over here but i don't know i think it's an additional program you install and then you can watch through there and it gives you live stats like i don't know if it's through twitch or anything kind of like that so i think how it's implemented is big too because i think a lot of people that are watching on twitch aren't going to want or care and if it's taking up screen room and covering up gameplay and stuff kind of like that for people that aren't that into it i think mm-hmm. it'd be a problem so i think if someone in chat knows how it works and wants to give us kind of like a rundown down of how <laughs> it's integrated that'd be awesome but um that would be my one concern about it kind of playing devil's advocate is that mm-hmm. if they're showing stuff on screen that i'm just a casual league guy I watch one game a week or watch two matches of overwatch here and there i don't care about all these stats i don't care about the players i just kind of want to watch them action so making sure they give the option or like don't mm-hmm. isolate one group or the other by either having it on there all the time or making it super hard to get to could be really important for this but overall i think we're all on the same page that there's no real negative effect to this if it's done correctly because more stats, more numbers, more information really only makes things more interesting. And I think this kind of does bring fantasy esports a little bit closer too. I'd love to see like a fantasy Overwatch League or something kind of like I, that. I was in a fantasy Overwatch League uh, through Winston's lab. They did one this for the Overwatch like season one. I really? absolutely destroyed. I went 16-0. and 0. Like I picked a great team. It was a weird snake draft that like it just like as soon as like the time hit the draft was over like everything was gone granted most of the people in my league didn't pay attention but like it was cool to that, like you you were able to pick your players they eventually like originally their point system for season 1 didn't work super well because like it heavily favored the dps but then they realized all right we need to change these so that tanks and healers are also getting like points for you and like i had I had Fleta, I had Jonak on my team, you know, the MVP. So like, so of course I like he got he got me an insane amount of points. But like the fact that I was able to do that just made me like even before like I had even thought that I was going to be writing for the for Overwatch, like it really kind of helped me stay in touch with the teams that I didn't support. Yeah, and and it gets people watching every single one. So fantasy, some of you said fantasy ups retention, like. 100% if you're watching every single match because you want to see if you're going to win or not that's good for everything too so I love the idea of fantasy and I'm definitely going to make those two guys do one with me for season two because that's 100%. something I definitely thought about like mid-season I never thought about looking into it because I'm like there's no way this exists already but Blizzard needs is... to make their own like official one because like I mean the Winston's I can see one, ESPN like, again, doing no it because they like, already do ESPN so much fantasy I don't feel like it'd be a ton of work and if you do do this ESPN, just give me a shout out or something. Go ahead, take the credit. But I, they have the platform; they have everything there. I think it'd just be changing like the logo of what the thing is, inputting the players, and picking a pointing system that you take from Winston mm-hmm. Lab. And there you go; you have mil, you could have millions of people potentially playing that because that's how many people download the ESPN Fantasy app already. Yeah, and they're big supporters of it too. But moving on to kind of the next one. I were about to talk about the logos, but before we do do that, I'm just going to do the one more Twitch Prime reminder that if you do have Twitch Prime, 
you Amazon Prime, you connect to Twitch Prime. Give it to the game house. It helps support us. The website, both of these writers, maybe we'll one day get paid if we get enough Twitch subscriptions. Who knows? So every little thing does help out all three of us here. So if you do do that, it means the world to us. You get the eventual... Um, what am I thinking? Event. You get... What are the icons? Emojis? No. <laughs> help me out here, guys. You can't just leave me to hang here. Emotes? Emotes. Yeah, Twitch emotes. You get Twit emotes. There we go. <laughs> you guys like left me out. Like I, this guy's crazy. I have no idea what he's talking about. But... Even chat knows what you're talking about. Come on. Shout out Plop. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much. But now we can talk about what you guys have just been painfully waiting for. We had three new teams announce their branding. So that is now... No. Do we have two or three? We talked about this pre-show. Three. We had three. Week. This week was three. Paris, mm-hmm. uh, Chengdu, and then Guangzhou. I'm probably mm-hmm. butchering it. I'm so Perfect. sorry. We have the over- <laughs> we have- This is why I have two Overwatch riders with me. Even the eSport I do know, I screw up on. But yes. So we had three different teams expand. We'll start with kind of... We'll kind of do like a mini project rankings. I'll save a lot of my kind of opinions for later. But I want to hear what do you guys kind of think about it. So we'll start with Paris. But kind of think what do you think about their logo? What do you think about the team name and kind of how it makes sense. And I know there's a little bit of kind of reveal problems for some teams. Or, and what do you kind of thought about the reveal? So let's kind of go through that. And then we'll talk about the remaining two leaked logos that were leaked last week. And then maybe make a bold prediction for what Vancouver is going to be. But, Kate, I'll hand it off for you first. I want to hear what you think about the Paris Eternal. Okay. I love the team. I don't blame them for the blue and red massacre that is their color scheme but (laughs) i don't like it i'm not a fan i like the gold i think the gold is really nice i think they could have gone with a brighter blue maybe just kind of gone golden blue and white which i think kind of more represents paris to me i like the the rooster the chicken whatever it is i think it's rooster 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 i think it's it's apparently the like national symbol for France, like the unofficial mm-hmm. mascot. So it kind of unifies that and it kind of shows like, hey, we are part of France, which I like a lot. I think that was really good. But overall, I'm just not a fan of the color scheme. I'm so over blues and reds. I'm just, there's there's other colors. There's yeah. other colors. No, yeah. No, uh, you're not <laughs> wrong about that. But all right, Zach, what do you got? Are you feeling the same way? I disagree. I think that, I mean, one of the first things that comes to mind when I think of, Paris is Paris Saint-Germain, the soccer team, which in turn makes me think of the French national team. On the French national team, they have a very similar crest of that rooster. Uh, and Ooh. like the Paris the Paris Saint-Germain team, like their colors are that kind of deeper blue and red. And I think that, I mean, you look at any sport out there. I actually, a couple years ago with my friend, we were wondering like how many teams in pretty much every sports league have either red or blue in their logo or any of their jerseys. And it was well over two thirds of every team, pretty much ever. Absolutely. Like, it's just because, like those those teams, like it, it's just those colors that work. And I think that the red and blue like, with the, the gold in there, I think it looks really nice. And I think it's 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 not quite regal, but like it, I think it looks really good. It's one of the best red and blue combinations that I've seen. I think. I'll agree. It's one of the best red and blue combinations, but I don't know. I yeah. Just, no, I agree. Like, okay, I'm I'm over red. If you have yeah. red as your primary color, like this is red and blue. 
I can get behind that. Red as a primary color, I am done with. I'm afraid Washington, D.C. is going to do that, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But, getting close to that, but I'm torn about the Infinity Cox. Like, I don't think, I like the logo, I get where it's coming from. Paris Eternal, the name sounds cool, all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not against it. I think it's a pretty cool idea. I'd say it's middle, upper pack of the, for me. It doesn't stand out like one of the logos which I'm going to talk about how much I love later on and it's not the worst logo like the Atlanta Rain so it's up there for me I, I enjoy it and I do like the blue red and gold combination I think it's going to be unique and the skins pop out at least like you can mm-hmm. compare to some of the other team skins you know which team you're representing if you wear that their skin which I do appreciate a little bit mm-hmm. but let's move on to what do you guys want to do next do we want to do uh, Guangzhou, or do we want to do Hangzhou? Yeah, let's do Guangzhou. Let's do Guangzhou. I, I'm, <laughs> One I'm of the in a shows. roasting mood. I'm in a roasting mood. Okay, then that you go away and start. Logo. If you are in the that mood, you can take Dylan's spot. Logo. Oh my. No, just, I mean, I uh, somewhat understand it, but just like, eh, you could have done so much better. You could have done so much better for a team called The Charge. And you're just gonna have a GZ. Like I understand that's like Gungzhou, like that the the two primary letters of that name. But no, you could have done so much better, and you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's a missed opportunity for sure. I I do like the colors though. Out of all the blue schemes, I think that's one of the better ones. I like the teal yeah. a lot, and I think so. The, they consider that a green. That's the one problem. Just call it teal if you're gonna make a teal. They're that's like teal. There's shades of blue and a green. Like, the, the blues represent, like, the waters, and, like, the green represents the mounds or something like that. I'm like, that's straight teal, guys. Like, come on. Yeah, at least call it what it teal. is. Yeah. But. I mean, honestly, I they could have gone something with, like, I mean, I don't want to copy the Chargers logo, but with if they wanted to stick with that teal and go yellow for the charge, like, mm-hmm. I think that could have been a decent combo and definitely something that would have stood out, especially both in-game and, like, the jerseys that they're going to sell. Yeah, which is a big thing. We talked about a little bit on Project Rankings, kind of how big jersey sales have. And I think the blue combination is going to be well. But I just feel like that teal color kind of kind of isolates a lot of people that wouldn't wear it. Like, I've never had that teal color on me. I just, different shades of blues and stuff kind of like that. Like, I'm all behind. But once they start getting teal, that gets a little bit out of kind of like my color range. So, that's my one thing off. And like, I don't know. I'm definitely not as, as down on as both of you guys are. I, I, I like simplicity. I like just the simple lightning bolt in the off space. I always love those logos that kind of do that. I agree they could have done better. And I think if they would have had a logo on top of the GZ, it would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Because then you have some yeah, kind of logo, the then the GZ with the empty space. I think you blow it out and you have one of the best things there. So I feel like they're just missing one piece from their branding. So it, it's like you're almost there, but like you're missing one thing. So maybe they adopt some kind of unofficial mascot or something at a point that kind of brings it all together. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's the worst thing, but it has Definitely a way to go. lower tier though for yeah, me. Yeah, lower tier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still better than Lanterin. Still better than Lanterin. Yeah. I, just I know you. We're talking about that. We're going to finish up <laughs> on the pandas, and then we can go over and talk about the two teams that were announced earlier. But which one? Okay, so I get the Chinese team. So it's Hangzhou that is the uh, Panda team, correct? 
Chengdu, I think. Chengdu is there. Oh my Chengdu god, there's, there's so there. many of them. Chengdu pandas. <laughs> that's just I what I'm going to call them. Like, I know there's a hunters, and I think that sounds a lot cooler, but they're just a panda to me. So I would give I would give it a 9 out of 10, yeah. only because they called themselves the hunters. <laughs> what do you give it a 10 out of 10 if it was a pandas? Hell yeah. yes. So yeah, I, I gotta go. Like so far, out of out. all the teams, I love it. I agree. Like I this love is the best one. this branding, and I think this goes. So there's rumors that RNG was going to be the organization that was going to be running this team, um, because mm-hmm. they're based in the area too, and that's the same exact color of RNG. For those of you that don't know, RNG we're all never give up. Big League of Legends team. They're involved in a lot of other esports. I know mostly for um, League of Legends. So I love the cross branding there. Pandas are fucking. I'm sorry. Pandas are awesome. <laughs> I'm that I'm that passionate about this. <laughs> like I love this logo. I think it's perfect. I and if I switched teams, like if I I think Connor said the same thing, but I thought this when I first saw mm-hmm. it. If I vote cheered for teams based on their brand, this would be my number one team because I love everything about this so far. But what do you guys kind of think about it? I'll have uh, I'll have Kate start this one since you went on your little rant last time, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the most original. I think it definitely stands out. That's kind of one of the reasons I was drawn to Philly originally was because it stood out to me color-wise. Same with the Gladiators as well, just because I love purple. Yeah. So for me, it's like different colors, I think, speak to like different people. So when it's not the same thing, you get really excited about it. You're like, ooh, this is really cool. And then if leaks be true and you have like players on the team that are also on there and you get super excited about that, it's like I'm more willing to buy that jersey if Silk Thread is going to be on the back of it. So, you know. They haven't done a roster reveal for them yet, have they? No, they they have not, but that's one of the the leaked ones. So, I would, in theory, if Leak Boy is correct. He also, Silk Thread just bought himself, like, a little stuffed panda. He's not being subtle at all, if it's true. Oh, really? He did? Okay. It's happening. I love when people do that, though. Like, you can't say anything yet, but, like... He's hinting at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I appreciate that kind of subtly, so... But yeah, so Zach, I mean, you, I think we already kind of know where you land on this too. Like, it's great. I think the colors are great. The actual, like, if you just go look at the logo of, like, that is a very simplistic, but like on point design. And I think that it really, like, as one of the Chinese team just like snagged that, that is perfect. But I, I, I don't understand the connection to Hunters though. Yeah, I don't either. Because, like, they're endangered species. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. You don't want people saying that. Like, (laughs) I know, like, as silly as the pandas would sound, like, why not? I appreciate it. I'm going to be calling them the Chinese pandas. They're not the hunters. Outlaws. You have the Houston outlaws. How, like, on the nose Texas can you get? That's, (laughs) That's very true. But, so, those three teams. I mean, they're whatever. I know Paris had a little bit of technical issues, and I don't know. I guess, personally, I've been a little disappointed with just about every single announcement of expansion teams so far. I feel like Toronto Defiant overhyped, and their short 25-minute stream with 23 countdowns just didn't live up to the hype. I feel Paris couldn't put together a good press conference. Or kind of announcement there. And then everyone else is just doing short trailers, which are cool, but I don't know. I guess I expect just a lot of hype, and it's just not quite getting there for me. Is that just me? Do you think they could have done better? Where do you guys kind of stand on that? I 
I think there's a fine line because you can, you have the teams that are like, oh yeah, here here you go, here's here's our team, uh, and you also have the teams, and I'm sorry, but the Philadelphia Fusion tweeting out pretty much every day, as savage as it is about who they're not playing. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> you're just it's just it's too much. As yeah. much as I do love the savagery, and as much as I appreciate the burns that they're giving, like you you can milk so much out of that because you're just announcing who you're not playing, which of, it's just too much hype, so it just doesn't work. I think that in the culture that we're in with leaks, it makes it especially hard because it's like, yeah. oh, we're going to do this. We're going to shock the world with like this, this amazing logo, and here's a list of all of them. Cool. Like, what do you do as an organization at that point? Like, you have to you have to stay quiet, and you want to like be like, yes, that's it. Like, get excited, guys. But, like, they're not seeing it for the first time. Yeah, that's true. Kate, do you um, kind of feel the same way, or? So far, I agree. I have not liked the majority of all any of the reveals. The only thing I've liked is that Paris just dropped their roster at 5.30 in the morning. That's the only thing I've liked, because it was just like, here you go. And I was like, okay, I just woke up. I got to write about this really quick. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to get annoyed at Leak Boys. I didn't have to, you know, sit through... How many different announcements for the Atlanta management team, including Tim the Coffee Boy? Like, <laughs> like that. Ooh, I'm from South Carolina. I'm five hours away from Atlanta. I'm I'm not a fan of the Atlanta rain just because of how their management team has handled any of their reveals. Like that made me not excited for any of it. And I was I'm really excited about Kodak. Like that's my boy. I'm his main. <laughs> like I love Kodak. I've loved watching him pop off at the World Cup. But like. I, I can't do it. I can't support it just because of just how terribly they've been doing with all the reveals for everything. So that's yeah. just how I feel about it. I haven't been excited at all, except for that. And I wish we had more time to talk a little bit about Atlanta because they had that whole Defran, Defran, how do you... Defran, oh Defran. my gosh. Like, I, I still have no idea what's going Pure on. Nightmare. I'm still kind of waiting to hear a little bit more about that. And we're, we, we actually have a little bit of time, though. But I just think it's hard to know. I mean... Is this these players being so much stress being put onto them? Mm -hmm. Is this just this one player? Because he's already was kind of people saying a meme player turned into a meme. Like, is it really that surprising? So, like, what do you think caused that? Because it seems so random and then eight hours later kind of retracting mm -hmm. it. Like, we always talk about we think the Overwatch League needs to have someone talk to each one of these players about professional branding. Because mm -hmm. especially like XQC, you saw a lot of these problems year one. Like each team like, needs like a professional PR branding coach to talk about mm -hmm. how to address everything you do. Like yeah. don't change how who you are, but just think about everything you do before you put it out. And I think that's a good situation of this. But what do you kind of have about this? We'll try to keep this one a little short because I want to talk about a couple more logos coming up. But just what's going on here? Well, XQC needed a mom, not a manager, first of all. <laughs> but you would think after that whole situation that they would be like, you know what? We need some professional PR people to be assigned to everybody here. Go through what to do, what to say. Like, you're representing a brand. You're representing an organization. You're representing There's a, a lot, lot of money. money. Like, it's a lot of money. Like, you can't just do what DeFran did, which was uninstall the game because I think a Brigida made him mad. Which, I mean, mood, but also, like, <laughs> you gotta suck it up, you're a professional player now. Like, it, it's just, it's so unprofessional to me. And, like, I was already wary about him to begin with just because of his throwing history. Yeah. And now it's like, 
what are they going to do next season? I think they need to hire another DPS just in case he decides to quit mid-season because, you know, scrims aren't going well. Yeah. Like, they, they're going to need, like, a backup for this. I don't trust it at all. That's just my opinion. I I somewhat... I, I, I want to relate to him more on a human level. I think that... I watched a few videos about, like, what was going on in that stream. Uh-oh. Did we oh, lose him? We lost him. I think so. People around him were also being pretty toxic. Like, that that can happen. I'm not saying what he did was right. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you're cutting yeah, in and out a little bit there, real. Zach. Oh, let me know if I'm back. You're good now, but hopefully I'll right. say that way. Good. Yeah, uh, so I think that burnout is very real. Uh, especially if you're a streamer, like you, you look at some of these guys, they're just going hours and hours and hours every day. That's exhausting. And I think to hit on that point of a PR person, it can be really difficult to, uh, like just to, to have someone be like, Hey, you need to watch yourself when like, you're constantly on you like, you're, it's not like a video that you can edit. Like this is a live feed of exactly what's happening to you that like, you need to be careful. Yes. But that also, like, you can't be too careful because you're going to change the character that, you, that you're that you portraying on stream, which could result yeah. in less views. Like, I know one of the reasons that I watch XQC, it's hilarious to see him freak out. It's hilarious to see him, like, yell at people while playing. But, like, burnout is very real, and I think that him just... There's a whole culmination of things that led to this, and he... I mean, obviously, he can't just quit. Like, he signed a contract. Yeah. So he like, has I, to be careful and he has to take care of himself. Yeah. yeah, that was the only reason I was wary it was real was because of the contract. They were going to make him have to do it either way, I think, just legally. Yeah, like, I would have been curious. It. And who knows? Things could still be developing there. Like, mm -hmm. I still don't think the Atlanta Reigns made any official announcement on anything mm -hmm. there. So, mm -hmm. Just a friend, from my understanding. Yeah, he made mm -hmm. that kind of secondary tweet. That, oh, uh, yeah, it was just whatever. So, like... I'd be curious to see. They're probably still figuring it out right now as we speak because it's still it's still just been about a weekend. Yeah, probably say he's I'm, probably telling take a step back. From I'm the hoping game. he's getting some help because clearly he's yeah. mm -hmm. under a lot of stress. So I'm hoping that they're not going to go the. What did Dallas do? They hired like a, like a weird kind of therapist, hypnotist or something like that. Really? I hope they don't go that and they get no, him no, 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 no. something like that. I read something somewhere. It was like did Dallas did something that. weird for playout burnout, but I hope they get him like actual help, like. You know, maybe go see a therapist once a week to mm -hmm. kind of get those emotions out there. Yeah, just or even you... just take a break. I know streaming, it's hard to tell someone mm -hmm. to take a break when their livelihood is streaming. But yeah. a lot of these streamers, just it, that's just take such a hard a place. And we're not at that point. Like, we, we have other sources of income or students or whatever kind of like that. So we don't rely on being on camera every single day for eight hours a day to live. So it's hard to say to take a break, but you've started seeing, especially in this last year, some of these streamers really just kind of get to the point. Burnout, I know Lyric took like two or three weeks off. Um, I mean, you've seen Summit 1G, Punch a Screen. I mean, like some of these people are just getting to that point where something needs to change in the esports level and at the, for these streamers because it's clearly getting unhealthy for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the new Overwatch schedule is really going to help like yeah. with teams like having off weeks where like because teams can play up to two games or as little as zero that's and they even talked about it when they announced it like this is like so that like players who are who are from overseas have the opportunity to go home when they because like if you're like 
you're scrimming multiple hours a day and then you're competing at these high levels every weekend like especially for someone who's not used to that like that's insane and they're all and so, 18 to 20 like two years old pretty much that's exactly. not even for the players <laughs> so i don't know but we'll kind of jump back to the actual the logos kind of topic because we have two logos that were leaked that have not yet been announced we have the um washington justice which pretty much is a red white and blue variation of a flag looking badge and then which is kind of looks like the same badge almost as the london spitfire I kind of compare it to that kind of encapsulated design. And then we have the uh, Hangzhou Spark, the Hangzhou mm -hmm. Finger Guns, whatever you want to call it. It's just a guy pointing with lightning around him. So, first off, what's up with Chinese teams and electricity? And second <laughs> off, do it's we really need... Woogie, woogie, woogie. I mean, I know it was expected. Washington, D.C., red, white, and blue. But... Could it have been a more safe logo that was leaked? Like, this is, like, the safest logo you could imagine for a Washington, D.C. team. Name? I just, I feel like I've seen it everywhere else. Like, it just looks so, unins like, it's, I've seen that before. But I'm okay with it. Because yeah, I'm not saying it it's everywhere bad. Else. We've seen it everywhere else in other realms. Because we haven't seen it in an Overwatch League. We've seen it in like real sports and we've seen it all throughout other like sports team based out of there and i think it's like if if this would have been season if they were a season one team like no one would be batting an eye i don't think if they had come like if they were one of the original teams and they had been uh there from the beginning of the season people would be like oh yeah like that's what it is and i also to your point with it being kind of like the spitfire logo i'm a fan of that because the spitfire logo is somewhat like a soccer logo and like when they won they put the star above it like a lot of teams do when they win championships and oh, i, think I didn't notice that yeah uh at least they've done that on a lot of their logos I'm not sure if they're going to do it for their like actual jerseys but i think that would be a very very cool idea that'd be really cool um but, like, I think that, like, especially because, like, London, like, you're going to get the European fans who are already huge fans of soccer. Like, that is going to, like, I, I think that fits perfectly with London. I think that that is going to kind of go into the, like, what Washington is. And when you think Washington, unless you're from Washington, as we talked about earlier, you think of red, white, and blue. You think of just America in general. And so I like the logo. I guess I can't talk about Washington, D.C. without doing Dylan the favor of yelling about how could they not possibly do the pink team for the Washington, D.C. Cherry Blossoms. I have to represent them because I know so many people are ready for him to come in and just yell into the microphone for about 25 minutes. I cannot do him justice, but he talked about it so long. Convinced so many of our listeners that this was a great idea. He convinced me. He convinced Kate. He convinced people on Twitter cheering for this name for whatever reason. So I am incredibly upset with this. I cannot give my support of this because it is safe. I think the it's logo boring. is clean. I think the colors make sense, but it is too safe. It's not pink, and it's not the cherry blossoms. So this is a bad team. They're out of the Overwatch League for me. I think the pink cherry blossoms team will be a Japanese team. 
I don't think so too. I think that makes much more sense in my head. That's what I associate much more. But exactly, if someone I, I, I can't go against Dylan, <laughs> he'll yell at me. He'll come back and be me. I will go up against Dylan. I don't care. He can yell at me all he wants. No, I'm like we need a pink team. Ever since I learned Toronto turned down the tan and pink, I'm mad. Uh, I want a pink team. It's I just Atlanta could have done it too. What I really wanted. Oh, Atlanta peaches. Like, don't even get me started Atlanta on that. Atlanta peaches. I love that. Don't even too. get me started on that. Oh, no, it would have been great. <laughs> I want Calling it. Atlanta United. Like. <sighs> there's this uh, I don't know if y'all have seen the Atlanta peaches but like a girl posted it on like reddit tumblr yeah. and all this and like it was a great color scheme it was like pinks it had the peaches it was perfect mm-hmm. and Atlanta is just a bunch of cowards and then same with Toronto I just want a pink team and I think the DC beer cherry blossoms is a good start to that especially well, after like runaway like the pink and blue mm-hmm. like yeah there's a demand Which, for it wait so there's still the rumors I'm sure you both know Vancouver's potentially picked up the entire runaway squad we could end up seeing that there. But really why I like the Cherry Blossom idea so much is it's just the color variation that the Overwatch League needs so desperately at this point. It's not the red, it's not the blue, it's not green. It's something unique. And that's why I really have gotten behind the idea more and more is just because there need to be more color schemes. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it was a great one that actually made sense too with the geographical area. So that's why I'm a little disappointed about it too, and I and I think that's part of Dylan's reasoning too behind it, other than just being a little bit of a psychopath. But <laughs> I, I I do have hope, and Toronto, I mean Vancouver is the one team that has not had their logo leaked. There's no branding mm-hmm. apparently. They're not a part of this leak or anything like this. So they're still up in the air, and we're waiting potentially any day now they could just come in and say something. And I think it's more or less confirmed that they pretty much have most of the runaway roster mm-hmm. at this point so i could i would love to see that color combination coming for them i think it could be unique and i think they could do something cool with it because they already have that kind of fan service and a lot of people are love the idea of the team already because they had that runaway roster mm-hmm. so if you kind of full commit to that it could be a really good start for them in next season but i wouldn't be shocked though if they went either blue and green like the canucks or like a, a blue and like a white like the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. So they're going to go safe. I yeah. think the pink and blue which makes what... sense. Like if you're thinking about it from a marketing standpoint from like uh, the standpoint of these guys who are creating the merchandise and all this stuff. You even said it earlier that like you don't wear teal, you're not going to like have but stuff that's going to go with that. You don't follow unicorns of love much, but they did it right. They were a pink black and white team they ended up not making the ulcs so i was incredibly disappointed about it but they were able to use the pink they built a brand around it they had a lot of people wearing it i've almost bought a jersey before and i'm not a big pink guy or anything kind of like that but you can still do these really unique and out of the way color schemes in the right way i don't think the charge did it in a way that i would have been able to get behind because of the mixed matches but a pink white and uh black jersey Yes, it's going to be very clear that it's a video game jersey, while some brands you can kind of get away with it being just a traditional kind of thing, Mm -hmm. like the 100 Thieves. Like, you can 100% get away, no one would ever know has anything to do with video games. A pink Overwatch team would be very obvious, but you can take advantage of that still in the same way. Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%. I would buy a pink Overwatch League jersey. However, you have to, like, like, as much as us fans want it, sometimes... Like, you've got to think of the reasons why a lot of teams do use red and blue and black. I mean, this is just being the 
ungrateful, <laughs> wanting too much Overwatch fans. This is why we want these crazy colors, because it makes it more fun. But no, red, blue, greens, these colors sell. There's a reason 90% of sports teams in the world use them. They make sense. Mm-hmm. They can be worn. They can do a lot of different designs with them. So I 100% get what you're going. I mean, I'm a marketing guy, too, and I 100% makes get where all that makes sense and why they do it, because these investors want to make money back, and the easiest way to make money back, merchandise. How to sell more merchandise? Mm-hmm. Pick colors people already wear. You could do special jerseys, too. Yeah. Like, I, I really think they should start doing stuff like that, where, like, they all Overwatch League teams need better ways other than just white. Yeah. But yes. I, I think that would be a great opportunity to get a, a secondary color. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a Portland Timbers guy when it comes to Major League Soccer. Their colors are, like, the green and gold or green and white, but their, uh, their secondary jersey is red because they're the Rose City. So like they're they're taking something that like when you think the timbers like it is just a dark green and a brighter green and that's what you think of but then you're getting the red with the rose city just throwing them off it, it'd be like if uh, the Florida Mayhem used those like Miami Vice color kind of colors it would be great but yeah. it shouldn't be their main colors. So yeah, we're doing the waistcoats would be a good compromise actually. What were mm-hmm. you saying? It would just be but good 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 ah a good compromise. Yeah. Sorry, words are hard. <laughs> Away skins or third jerseys. Yeah, something, some kind of variation. Because, yeah, you see the traditional sports, they have the throwbacks, they have the neon jerseys, NBA's they have the all kinds of other stuff, too, that you can easily pack. implement here and there. And they just sell more. Why? I buy LA Valiant, huge LA Valiant guy. They made some random kind of different design jersey, I buy in a heartbeat. Like, exactly. But, so we're getting, we're getting close on time a little bit there. So we still have one more team. Um, the finger guns that we didn't talk about too much. Just very quickly, yes, no, you behind the finger gun slash the spark, the colors, like everything about it screams generic. More generic than the justice. I like the lighter blue. <laughs> That's all you got. The blue even reminds me of the Dallas Fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might as well just buy the Dallas Fuel. Tree. It's a, it's a sideways Dallas Fuel logo. <laughs> if you think about it, that's exactly what it is. Actually, it's a sharp <laughs> sideways Dallas Fuel there. And I think that's really the best way to describe it. If you guys haven't seen any of these leaks, they are on our Twitter um, at the Esports Potty and check it out. We've had our opinions and stuff kind of on that there too. But we have one more story. We're gonna want to try to touch up before we go. We're gonna cut the Tyler One Championship Series for any of you guys that know is making a return. Um, it's pretty much a League of Legends tournament that is run by a guy that was extremely toxic, got banned from the game, so you know what he did? <laughs> he made his own tournament, it did really well, and now they're bringing it back again for the next one, that's starting at the end of November, going into December. We'll talk about that when it gets a little bit closer, but something that I want to talk with both of you guys about a little bit more, I don't know how much you guys are kind of into card games or Hearthstone or anything kind of like that, but it sounds like League or such Riot Games, actually, might be creating their own, finally. They trademarked a project, IP, whatever the track terminology is for it, called Legends of Runeterra. They had things under it uh, copyrighted for online broadcasting, competitive gaming, trading and uh, competing card games. Might not be the exact terminology, something kind of like that. But pretty much what it's leading towards is they're finally going to put out their second game and become Riot Games instead of Riot Game. And they're coming into an extremely competitive space. You guys are both Overwatch people, but like if Overwatch created that, do you think 
a big brand that has a big name like League of Legends can come into a saturated scene and make an impact? Or is it just going to come and be dead on arrival? I think yes. I think that we've seen other companies kind of do this. Like, it might. I don't think it will be the biggest thing and it will not take over in that market. But like, if you have the opportunity to expand into that market, and like, if you're already filing trademarks, that means that like you know you're at least going to get something. And I think that if you have that opportunity, there's no reason not to take it. And I agree. I think it's just it won't take over anything. So there's no like kind of fear of like oh it'll take over from this scene. I don't think that'll happen at all. Especially kind of with a card game, like yeah. that'd be saying like. Hearthstone kind of takes over for, you know, World of Warcraft or something like that. Like, yeah, and no, and I'm not. I guess I'm not too worried about them. Like, oh, League of Legends is going to die because of this. But I'm more looking at it like, how will it do against Hearthstone? Magic: The Gathering has a game out. Um, Artifact Dota 2's version is about to come out. My guess is they see Dota 2 doing this. Like, oh my god, we need Mm -hmm. not copying, but we need to do this too. Like, clearly they see that they're both big. What is what is League of Legends? It's a video game. What genre? <laughs> James Mova? help what? Mova. MOBA. Nope. Yes. Yeah, MOBA. Okay. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I've hit so many just brain bubbles tonight. It's a MOBA, Ooh. so So it's it I think it makes sense there. I think it'll be good and you'll have the people that are hardcore league fans like, oh I'll go over and try that. You get a small mm-hmm. audience. I don't think they expect this to be the biggest thing in the world, but it's like Blizzard. Like, if you already have all these characters, you have this world developed, why not take advantage of them, make another game, mm-hmm. make more money, mm-hmm. get more people invested in kind of the whole company as a whole and kind of take more advantage of it. So, I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, and I'm sure the trading card game, mm-hmm. there's a template out there that you can just go and make your own pretty much. I mean, you just put the, your own logos on top of everything <laughs> and there you go. You have the game. I mean, a lot of people are doing it at this point. So, I feel like it's probably a minimal effort project for them unless they totally reinvent the genre and Mm -hmm. marketing money wise like why not bring two things together and make more money for everyone yeah i didn't know dota 2 was doing it like their own as well yeah and so i think that like they just want to make sure that market's not being monopolized like why not get on it got get in on it so yeah and they're both artifacts coming in super late too clearly they believe that that um Valve thinks that they can capture enough to become relevant. So Riot Games like, well, we can do that too. There's mm-hmm. slight rumors it might be an MMORPG. James brought that up a little bit too. But I think a, gar- a card game makes a lot more sense, a lot easier. Yeah. An MMORPG you'd be going up against WoW, which is just bold to do at this point, And it takes so much <laughs> more time and resources. Then yeah. why you already have you have League of Legends like focus on that going to a card game like I think that just makes much more sense for the kind of the company as a whole. But we are about to have time. That's kind of a lot of the stories we had. A, didn't get too much talk about Tyler One Championship Series. But is there anything that we kind of brushed over from earlier in the episode that you kind of want to touch on or wrap up very quickly before we sign off and say goodbye for tonight? Yes. Okay. I need Detective Pikachu in my life. <laughs> yes, we all do. We have I'm be- so excited we- for this movie. Yeah, we spent 10 minutes on this in the pre-show, so I'll count that as in the show because we missed over it. All three of us agree Detective Pikachu is amazing. Ryan Reynolds is the best um, self-aware 
character mm-hmm. out there. And we're all going to be seeing this opening night. Mm-hmm. Anything I missed? I, I, think, I think that's good. It looks amazing. It. <laughs> if you have not seen the trailer yet, go watch it because it is not what I expected. So please watch it. This is going to be so much better than what I expected. And right mm-hmm. now, Detective Pikachu, Avengers 4. Making the claim, you need to watch yeah, the trailer. Yeah, it's more like that. <laughs> so go, yeah, go check that out. But yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I actually meant to bring that up at some point during the show. But that is going to be all for today's episode of Project Esports. Before I do sign off and do the whole spiel without screwing it up because James and Graham are gone, I mean James and Dylan are gone, both of you want to just pitch your social media again where they can find you if they want to follow you after you being such awesome co-hosts today. <laughs> okay, how about you? I'll let you yeah, go first. Okay. And make it um, I'll go first. Um, again, ah. No, I can't because I can't talk. Name's Kate Shepard. You can follow me at um, Sybil underscore OW. And then my uh, Twitch channel is Sybil and three underscores under it because Sybil was taken by an inactive account and I'm, I'm bitter. Oh, that's the worst. That's, yeah, like, at Project Esports, inactive Twitter account. We cannot go. It's oh, frustrating. Lord. I can go on a rant about that for a while. Zach, how about you? Uh, I'm Zach. Uh, follow me on Twitter, most likely at a Wheaton dude. Not sure if that's going to change anytime soon. It might. It'll be updated on my articles if it does. Uh, follow me on YouTube at Hernadu, and also uh, I do a lot of content on Do the Thing Theater on YouTube. It's a fun little gaming thing I do with my friends. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, thank you both very much for being on today. It was so much fun having you both on and talking. Zach actually offered to do that this very morning, so he's a lifesaver when one of the other guest hosts dropped out. So thank you very much for doing that. Kate, it was awesome to have you on. You've always been a big supporter of us for a while, too. So I want to thank both of you for being on. It means a lot. It's always fun having new people on. But with that, thank you very much for watching the Project Esports podcast. You can find us every Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash thegamehouse. You can also find us on Twitter at the Esports Pod, Facebook or Project Esports, Twitter or Project Esports, and following, commenting, watching, subscribing, whatever you do for us means the world to us. Even posting hello on a YouTube comment, I will go back and reply hi. Because it means the world. I see everything you guys tweet about us because it means a lot to us. So thank you all very much for tuning in, interacting with chat, and both of you having me with me today. But Until next Monday, I will see you guys later. And remember, everything else will go live tomorrow morning on Twitch and YouTube at 7 a.m. See you guys later. Bye.